tell you what, I've just been so plum tired lately, you know? Just so much going on. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. I mean, I've been trying to learn this here internet. We've been well, working. we all have. We've been working on it. I finally got my Wi-Fi connected, is how they tell me it's said. And then... I can't get my wife connected to anything I'm talking about. Well, I got mine connected, and so now I found it. I found the internet in my own house, but I don't have a blum idea where anything's at. So I still find myself heading on back down to the library, getting them to show me what's what, helping me with my searches and my Googles and my, all the things. And it's just exasperating and confusing me. And then on top of that, I've had the sickness the last couple of weeks, you know, the measles the and measles, whatnot. Yeah. That was not good. And then my plum neighbor, his idiot over here, has been building this goofy wall. He's wanting me to pay for it, all this mess. Didn't want hit my goats eating his. We talked about all that before. But anyhow, so I've been out there helping him build. It ain't easy. It's all this one brick on top of another brick. Just keep working. It's wearing me out. Not to mention all my livestock duties. So here I am just working Thurston's little butt off. And so I'm really thinking I just need a break. I need a vacation from all this mess. I mean, honestly. Well, I heard you were going to declare a... We do live in National County. I heard you were going to declare a national emergency to help get the wall built. But it looks like you just took it upon yourself. He decided that I didn't have to pay him to work on it. He finally figured out that he'd pay me to work on it. So that sounded a lot better to me. So I've been trying to help him out, but it's a slow process. He's wanting it like... Four acres long, like 10 feet high. It's all this big. Anyhow, it's going to be a heck of a mural, though, when I get done with it. But I, I'm worrying about this vacation. I'm thinking about, should I go to the Arsenic and Lace Bed and Breakfast Inn out there in Arkansas? Yeah, that's beautiful. Me and the lady's been there before. It's all right. It's pretty good. You know, it's above average, I'd say. Or should we head out over to Millipedes, California, where the, I don't know, I guess it's the world's biggest recycling plant is? And oh, I'm just that's thinking, beautiful as well. Well, I'm just thinking I need a new start. I need to get kicked around, freshened up a little bit, made into something brand new and fresh. Where else could you go but a recycling plant? So I'm just, <laughs> you know, kind of figuring out which one I'll go to. Uh, we ready to get this thing started? Yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll right. get into it. Uh, so, uh, welcome in to another edition of Learning the Internet. My name is Tuck, and I am the captain of this here ship. Uh, I'm joined by my first mate, Thurston. How you doing, old buddy? Well, I'm doing righty fine. Let's get to it. So this is Learning the Internet, Sweet Tea Boys production, our own personal internet guide for dummies. So Thurston and I are two country bumpkins from Krillsboro, and we recently discovered this dang thing called the internet. So each week, uh, we decided we want to talk to experts on different aspects of the internet to teach us about all the things we've been missing. So for our regular listeners, you may have noticed... That we ain't had no episodes the past two weeks. And I just wanted to clear the air on that one. Doggone shame. Yeah. So as y'all know, we do have a mute, incompetent producer named Teddy. And those two adjectives are accurate but not related. I think he'd be far more incompetent if he could speak. But uh, anyway, since we've been learning this internet, uh, we may have got a little big-headed and thought we could manage just fine without him. But it kind of turns out uh, me pinning up the recording device up on a bulletin board does not exactly post the episode. Arrogance leads to ignorance, my friend. Right. And also, it turns out we didn't record anything. So, uh, those episodes about fallen panda videos and uh, Nigerian princes may be lost forever, but our contributions to that very nice prince will never be forgotten. Uh, so, that is definitely what happened these past two weeks, and it literally had nothing to do with this wonderful, beautiful app we're using. Uh, yeah, you, you may think we tried to record uh, with today's guest two weeks in a row, but Anchor, you know, literally, <laughs> and Anchor literally couldn't support three people talking at once, but you'd be wrong. That is not true. <laughs> yeah, as you can tell from our ad later in this episode, that is not the case at all, and we love this app that's paying us all that sweet, sweet cash. We love the cash. <laughs> but anyway, now that that's out of our way, our guest today is Mr. Randy Ussery, and he's going to teach us all about Amazon. What up, Lussery? Uh Good morning, guys. How you doing? Well, I'm doing mighty fine, but Thurston there needs a vacation, turns out. Well, I feel like we already covered all this. Why is he asking me again? <laughs> <laughs> right, so I'm fine. He needs a vacation. That's how we're doing. But um, And just to be clear... How do you feel about recycling? <laughs> uh, I believe that uh, in the world, as a community, as a global village, we all should pitch in and recycle. 
better for everyone, better for the environment. I always try to look at the long term on these things. What about as a vacation spot, though? It's just pretty to look at. <clears throat> Ooh, vacation spot. I'd be more inclined to, like, say, if you're out in California, um, get on over to the Sierra Nevadas. Um, go over to Yosemite, right? You can see El, El Capitan and the Half Dome and all those places. I ain't in for all that garbly <laughs> gig. No, that's, yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> so I wanted to be clear. You can confirm that we have never met, and, uh, you know, we don't have, say, oh, about 20 different five-minute clips of us trying to do this thing, right? Correct. So that's right. We're all here in one room, just like we always plan to do with our guests, and uh, you're here to tell us about Amazon. But uh, first, let's get into uh, your history with the Internet. You know, why don't you uh, tell a story about when you first heard about the Internet and kind of what your initial thoughts were. First, when I first heard about the Internet... That would have been in about 92, 93. Uh, a friend of mine, actually he was a guitarist, I was in a band, and he had a little computer set up, and he was showing me some websites. <clears throat> to predate this a little bit, uh, back in the 80s, uh, I was on a dial-up service called CompuServe. And back in those days, you used to use the plain old telephone system, and you'd, you'd dial in, with this analog apparatus uh, that had uh, <laughs> it had rubber cups on, on the piece that you actually plugged your phone into, and it would actually record the analog sound coming out of the speaker. It was crazy, and all you got on the screen were all you got were ASCII characters, just letters and numbers. There were no graphics, nothing like that. Um, but that predates uh, the internet. Uh, the internet as we know it now, well, back to uh, 1993, uh, very few websites back then. Um, you, mostly just little small informational sites, uh, you know, like technical stuff, things of that nature, but uh, nothing like we know it is now. Right, so no, no Facebook... No, no Snapchat. Yeah, none, like none of none of those apps or any of those ideas at that point um, had been created or let alone very possibly even dreamed up as of yet. That was years to come. So this is just a bit of a side note. I'm just curious for my own self. So how good, how how much sweet cash can you make being in a band? Just just curious. Well, let's see, there are a couple factors in that. Um, it, it's you would think that the first factor would be talent. That's not necessarily true. Um, Good. In most things, <laughs> it's it's marketability. It's how many how many people you can draw, right? How how many fans you can draw. You can like be terrible. Yeah, you can be terrible, but if you can get people to come to your show, that's the name of the game. Selling tickets, and then after that, it's the merchandising. You can start selling that merchandising. You can make some bucks, and if you haven't noticed, a lot of people on the internet do the same thing. They have a, they'll have a website or a YouTube channel, and then on the side, they start selling little T-shirts or little Cupid dolls and things of that nature. <laughs> That's merchandising. It's where you can make a good amount of money. So that advice is brought to you by Drive Through Tattoo. You ever wish you could find a tattoo? But you didn't want to go through all the trouble of waiting in a line for that slow belly zapper to get to you? Well, come on down to drive through Tattoo. Well, we will get you a tattoo of your choosing in five minutes or less. We have dozens of tats to choose from. Quick, easy, cheap-ish. Just pull <laughs> on up, hang out that car window, and we will take care of the rest. drive through Tattoo. We come to you when you're blue. But you pay with green to get this ink. So what in the world was that, Thurston? So I've been learning this internet, and one of the things that happens is these ads just sort of start popping up and being with you, right? And so I thought, well, let's have some good, nice pop-up ads for our podcast here and see if we can make some sweet cash. So we're on it. I'm on it. If it gets us quite cash, I'm on it. Right on. So, um... So let's get back to this internet thing. You know, I don't know if you know this. Me and Thurston just learned this, but the uh, internet's a pretty daggum big uh, deal right now. So uh, you know, back then, did you ever? You know, we're back in ninety one, ninety two. Did you ever suspect it might become this big of a deal? 
No. Um, myself, along with most other people, we had no clue um, the possibilities. I mean, aside from retail, the idea of streamed media, um, multiplayer online games, all of this business. Yeah, we just we we didn't have a clue. We were just out there. We were just tickled uh, about uh, going to a website and then seeing a page come up and knowing that wow, this is from somebody else's house or server. <laughs> we were just excited about that. The the possibilities on most of us, um, they were lost. There were a few guys out there, um, namely Jeff Bezos, who started Amazon. And then you got the guys over at, uh, say, Google, like Sergey Brin and, and his ilk. They seemed to have some sort of vision, and they knew it would get big. But even them, I don't know if they suspected that it would. We would all be so entrenched in the Internet and everything we do in our daily lives, from uh, buying to uh, Instagram, Facebook. I mean, if you go around, you just see people with their faces glued to their phones everywhere they go, walking down the sidewalk, going in to get coffee, their faces are just in their phones on the internet. It's it's really quite incredible. So you mentioned retail, which took, if I'm right, that means you're selling something? I thought it was your tail again. Maybe I misunderstood. But anyway, I think that's what the Amazon does, right? They selling stuff? Did I hear that part right? That's the way I understand it. All right. Yeah, Amazon is a, <laughs> a, a internet, an e-commerce retailer. Uh, they, if for people who don't know, uh, the guy who started at Jeff Bezos, he started selling books uh, way back there in around uh, was it ninety six, ninety seven, um, just books. Um, and one of the reasons why he chose this is books are easy to track. They have um, an ISBN number already in the book so you don't have to go and find labels and stick them on there you just open up the book or turn the book to its back and there's an ISBN label right? easy to input information easy to scan easy to track in inventory so he started with books in mind and even at that point I don't know if he thought wow this could just branch into anything you could ever sell um, to this point in time you can buy a car online. So if anyone had actually dreamed, again, I'm sure that there had to be a few people who thought that in time, um, giving uh, technological advancements, that this would become a thing, that it was just going to be a matter of time before those technologies came to be. Another good thing about books is that they're easy to read if they got lots of pictures in them. But... Um, it, it, <coughs> Do you remember the first time you ever bought something online? It, it seems like everybody back in the olden days, before the web, might have been kind of scared of getting all their information taken. Yeah, my, my first purchase, actually, it probably really didn't come till um, 2001. Um, that's when I, uh, I lived in California at the time, and in 2001, I moved to Kentucky. And it, at that point in time... Um, there's a website out there called Newegg. They specialize in selling computer components. And I think I, I needed some sort of cable or other, and I ordered it from them. Since uh, the place uh, that I moved to is somewhat remote, um, not a lot of tech stores handy, so it became obvious that one alternative would be the Internet. So I ordered this little whatever it was. It was only maybe 6 or $10 in shipped straight to me and I thought wow this is this is one of the coolest thing ever <laughs> especially for the, those people in remote areas if you could find something online and just simply order it and have it shipped to you like what a great idea so that, I'm that, so, sorry there Tuck. that's I'm, not where uh, I thought you were going with that story you said you bought your first thing in 2001 you moved to Kentucky in 2001 I, was, I thought you bought a house on there or a plane ticket <laughs> Or both. Well, well, you can do that now, but back then, I th back then, you just wanted to buy a cable. I just wanted a cable, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm really wondering this Amazon, is it honestly better than just the local Dollar Garden? Um, it the Dollar Garden's great. That's what I'm saying. You get it for a dollar. I know it. <laughs> Tell me it's better. Depends on what you're looking for. 
uh, Amazon as it is now has branched out and there's about nothing you can't find on the website. Granted, there are some things um, I like to go to a store. Um, st still being human, I'm somewhat tactile. I like to touch things. So nothing beats going to a store. Depend, no matter what you're going to buy. It could be clothes, could be a, uh, could be a radio, a boombox, a pair of headphones, uh, nowadays a tablet or a laptop. I still like to go to a store and, and actually touch it. You know, put your hands on it and like, okay, this is what I'm going to get. Versus just seeing a picture and hoping it lives up to your expectation. Sometimes it doesn't quite live up to your expectation and it's, that's a real bummer. You would hate the Dollar Garden. They got a posse. If you touch it, you buy it. You got to be careful over there. <laughs> yeah, no tactile people over there. Okay. But that response was brought to you by Crash. Boom. Eeyah. This could be you living a life of vigilante justice and putting the law in its place. Back on the couch, eating the donut. Because you will be doing all the arresting and crime stopping for them. We will train you to be silent, calm, buff, and crime-fighting stallions equipped with all the newest tech and gadgetry, including, but not limited to, grappling hooks, levers, screwdrivers, and boomerangs. But you'll probably have to work on the boomerang for a long, long time to get to actually come back the way you want it to. Vis visit vigilantejustice.com slash we coming for you for details. All right, go ahead. So speaking of buying stuff like Vigilante Justice... Uh, when did it become kind of second nature for you to just buy something online and not really think twice about it? So 2001, you buy your first thing, but when do you start doing it regularly? It was, uh, wow, regularly? Uh, it was a, it was a few more years. You probably moved forward to about 2006 when it really, one of the first thing that came to mind was, I'll just get, I'll look for that online versus you know saying well we're gonna make a trip we'll be stopping through some city that you know might have a store that has this item we'll stop through and take a look at it yeah it was about 2006 where it became apparent that well one of the first things you could do is just go just go looking for it online see if you couldn't find it so in 2001 you said you know you couldn't really buy houses back then but how many houses have you bought now online but myself, I haven't bought any houses online. <laughs> House I live in now was that was a traditional. Uh, we went to a mortgage broker and all that business and signed papers and all that fun stuff. Well, yeah, this ain't really a, a podcast about mortgage brokers. <laughs> Anyhow, I wonder how this works. So you order a thing, and then it just shows up. Like, does someone gotta bring it by? Is it the the ups people? Is it to some other people? How do you know when these come in? Yeah, it's going to, one of the major carrier services, uh, UPS, DHL, or Federal Express, uh, they bring you your package. Um, how do you know about it? Um, like, say, with Amazon, they have a, a way of uh, tracking. You can log into the site and track that way. Usually what they're going to give you is they're going uh, to disseminate a tracking number for you, and you click on it, then it goes to the carrier site, and it can... It'll update you. You can actually give them your email address and they will give you notifications on every movement on that package. So if it goes from the hub to a truck and it's out being delivered to the next hub, you can get notified. So just about any point in time in the whole delivery route, you can know where it's at. And usually they nail it. They got it down to the day. So if it says you can expect this package on uh, February 24th, no kidding, usually you'll, it's just going to be there on your doorstep on that day. So I've been hearing a lot about these drones. Now, I had a, a teacher that droned on and on and on, but she never brought me anything. So how's that supposed to work? There were this, uh, well, they, they experimented with this, Amazon did. With teachers and, that droned on and on and bringing people stuff? Uh, no, with, with the actual, the, the little mechanized drones, the little things with propellers. Uh, the, the little noisy things, if you've ever heard them. Now, we're talking about ants, right? The drones, the male ones, they work for the queen, they just carry stuff to you? The, they uh, make noise, too? No, these, these drones, um, 
Uh, they started coming on a few years ago. Even uh, they're just used in uh, they're used in Department of Defense. Um, while more and more um, filmmakers are using these industrial drones to carry their cameras around, so they can get into remote locations um, without booms and such. But that's a different story. In um, in regard to retail, uh, Amazon they tr they experimented with delivering packages under five pounds uh, to people, but there's still a lot of litigation to be uh, waded through concerning uh, flight space, where drones can enter, especially uh, around airports. You just can't have drones flying to and fro everywhere. It's going to cause a lot of accidents, let alone if you do have a drone delivering a package, who's to say that someone just can't get out a rifle, take a pot shot, bring it down, and then take whatever it was carrying. Well, that was kind of my plan I was hoping to do, and now you just kind of ruined it maybe. Do you think it'll still work? Well, we can just cut that part out of the podcast, and then you can just keep on doing I'll it. I'll give it a shot, <laughs> literally. Teddy, mark this, mark this spot, cut it out. Cut it out. But, um, so, how, how much do you say that, that you use Amazon, you know, maybe... A, Per year, per month, however you want to break it down. How much do you use Amazon to buy your stuff? <clears throat> to buy stuff, um, you know, every couple weeks. I don't order a lot of stuff. At, at this point in time, uh, I still get most of my groceries. I just go over to Walmart. But even the Walmart is getting on board to start up a delivery service. What they have going right now is you can uh, you can drive you can make your order online, but you still have to drive to the location, and then they bring their groceries out to you. Uh, the other companies are trying to uh, create a, a grocery delivery service where you order all your stuff online, and then someone brings it out to your house. This is an interesting story because even back in a uh, in Sacramento, uh, before the turn of the century. There was a company in Sacramento who was tr trying to do just that, do a grocery delivery service, but uh, you know they, they just didn't have the infrastructure uh, to deliver to that many people in a timely manner. So now we have the, the likes of Walmart, probably the, the biggest uh, brick and mortar retailer, at least in America, is trying to do that too, and as well as Kroger. They're, they're trying to get into this little game as well well we don't actually have a walmart here in Krillsboro. we got a mart wall where there's a big wall with groceries and stuff inside and you got to show the proper documentation to get through the wall and then to get back out of the wall mm, interesting well, we're gonna have a second one here come soon i'm gonna try to put some little divots in the bottom maybe my goats still get through but <laughs> probably a second wall coming so i was gonna ask like i've never seen an actual amazon store so I was curious about that because I did see this big old Hulk in Amazon building one time. Whenever I tried going there and start buying stuff, they got real, real mad at me. So what's this about? So what you saw was an Amazon Fulfillment Center. And there are a number of these, actually hundreds of them, uh, throughout the United States and abroad. Um, Amazon also has a presence out in Europe and so parts you, of Asia. You go in and they fulfill what you want. No, you don't actually you don't actually go in. Think of it, it's just a very large warehouse. They just store stuff there until someone orders online and then someone inside they actually go find the item in a bin and then it gets placed on a tote, goes down a conveyor, and then it gets packaged and then mailed out to you. So you can't you can actually you can go in. There are certain times of the year they have tours. But on a daily basis, you can't just walk in there and start going down the aisles and picking out stuff like you would um, at any other retail. Sounds like another vacation spot for you, Thurston. I might check into it. But I was wondering about if I was to maybe train a llama or a goat to infiltrate a building like this and do some shopping for me, do you think they'd be as worried about a goat in the building as like Thurston? The theoretically. Theoretically, yes, they they wouldn't allow uh, uh, any any cloven or four any any four legged critters into the building. What if it was dressed up like a human in a trench coat or something? 
No, that ain't going to make you a better tuck. <laughs> yeah, they, well, maybe they, not a trench coat. <laughs> they'd probably catch on. There may be a maybe stigma. Maybe khakis and a tie. Come on, <laughs> think about this. But anyway, that question and the use of the word critters is bought, brought to you by... <clears throat> That's a good segue. You, you ever wish you could compete in them their Olympics that pop up every two or three years? Well, here's your chance. Come visit Old Thurston and he'll... Uh, I'll... Show you how to be a long spitting champion with accuracy. Hit that bucket across a span of two homesteads, no problem. Plus, we'll have you sign the petition to officially get distant spit spitting into the Olympics. Come see me. It's about time we get distant spit spitting into the. If you're going to spit, you're probably going to spit some spit, so we need to go for distance. We should have done that ad for free. I think that's a good cause. I mean, I ain't saying I paid for it. <laughs> but, um, well, let's get right back into it. Um, so, <clears throat> how do you think that Amazon has changed both shopping and even online shopping? Wow. Um, well, it's it's really a remarkable, we'll say, paradigm shift. It, it was really a disruptive technology. Um, it put down say the likes of Sears um, and if you haven't noticed in the news a lot of Kmarts um, throughout this region and other states have closed because of the presence of companies like Amazon where it's been made very easy to order whatever you want you know from your living room from your bedroom you don't have to get dressed granted there's some people that didn't care anyway you've seen them in Walmart they'll just wear anything they want but now well, we've seen in Mart Wall. Oh, don't be oh, Mart Wall. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you could just uh, you could be in your robe, get up in the morning with your coffee, and decide, oh, there was something I wanted to get. You just hop online, look it up um, from multiple sites. There, there's more than Amazon out there, so you, you can find the best price. Um, best retail price and then connected with shipping some places they'll give you free shipping um, Amazon does they have this uh, a service called Amazon Prime um, that used to be a, a month or a yearly fee but now they've changed it to you can pay for it by the month and with that you get uh, two-day shipping on anything that's fulfilled by Amazon so it's a pretty cool deal so you've already told us that they're using drones which you characterize as military technology, I think. And now you're already telling us that they be taking out other companies like Sears, like Kmart, and they're sending out their little delivery man all over the place on these place on these uh, orders. So why am I supposed to think they ain't gonna eventually come after me too? Should I be shooting first? No, I I don't believe you. Um, it'll come down, uh, you know, to firing any sort of ordinance to protect yourself. Um, it, to protect yourself from this, there's not a lot uh, you can do, really. It's just so slow in the way these uh, paradigm shifts come on that after a while you don't even think about how things have changed. I mean, really just a few scant years ago, we, a lot of people, they were adamant about not, you know, I'm not going to order online, you know, this is just crazy. It's a fad. I've actually heard people say that. It's a fad. And now these same people, it's like, what can you not find? And what great deals you can get just by ordering all your stuff online? Well, I had a Paradigms once, but it wasn't even enough for me to get a piece of chewing gum. <laughs> so, this, uh, this business sounds like they're making buku books. You know, that's great. Think of all the taxes they must be paying the federal government. You know, I, I haven't paid attention to the national debt since Gerald Ford, but is it safe to assume that America is back in the black? Ooh, wow, that's a, that's a good question. You mentioned taxes. Um, you know, this past year, Amazon, uh, they, didn't, they probably didn't pay as much tax as you think they should. Um, what with the current uh, administration, they have a lot of big tax breaks to companies, and Amazon would be one of them. So they, they've escaped uh, quite a lot of their taxes. But if, if they're smart, um, say like Walmart, who, who got big tax breaks, they reinvested a lot of that money. They would have paid for taxes back into their company, 
and raised uh, wages for all their workers. So we have some cases where you know it's beneficial to everyone. So the Mart Wall, they don't really have to worry about that because they declared themselves their own freestanding government. Oh, they, so they, they so, seceded. Yes. Yeah, so just inside that wall, everyone inside that is inside the new country called the Mart Wall. The Mart Wall. So that that's how they got out of paying taxes. It have they for them. have they thought about building a moat yet? Oh, that was the first thing they did. Burn that oh, is okay. a nice idea. Yeah. yeah. Good. They should call themselves the Moat Wall. That moat is brought to you by Phineas Ferry. You ever get your car stuck in a creek or in a river by chance? Uh, they will pull you across or out. Uh, give them a call, and they're already on their way. All right, so you mentioned uh, Amazon Prime earlier. Thurston over there was telling me I can even watch my stories on this thing. Uh, right. Can you tell me a little bit about that? I like the sound of it. Amazon Prime... Um, as I mentioned earlier, first, um, the deal with Prime was uh, you'd sign up and then you get free two-day shipping and they had some other various retail specials. Uh, since then, I think that was introduced in about 2008. Um, since then, it's grown to, uh, they offer Amazon Prime original movies, um, television series. They also have a music service. Um, so they just send me the VHS tape, I put it in, and it's got all these movies on it? No, um, we no longer, these companies no longer deal with the technology like that. It's called streaming. Dad burned, uh, we heard a snap. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's, it's we know a little bit about streaming. Well, he does. Check out episode two. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> so what happens is, is you you, uh, you have an account um, with, with, with Amazon, you go in, uh, uh, you sign up. And then you go through the selections of movies that they offer, and then when you click on them, it's just it's actually fed to you over the internet. So there, there's no VHS, there's no CD, DVD, Blu-ray, or anything like that involved. It just comes, uh, it just pops up on your screen. It's pretty cool. So we learned in our Twitter episode that the whole thing's about feeding your followers and regurgitating what they say and keep kicking stuff over and over again and keep feeding it. So you're saying on the Twitter, we do the feeding. On the streaming, they do the feeding. So everybody ends up fed? That would be correct, yes. All right. So I I just had kind of a... So it's a trickle-down food chain. Huh? (laughs) Nothing. It was very... Anyhow, all right, it just blew my mind. (laughs) Anyhow, um, I just had kind of a negative thought and fear here. You know, everything we've talked about so far with the internet, it's like a very separate world. Like, the real world's here, right right here, but then the the interweb, internet world lives over there. What you're telling me is, I can get on the internet and do something, and it can affect the real world right here. I get on there and say, I want some muffins. And then Amazon's going to send me a muffin in the real world. It goes across the dimensional barrier. So if I stub my toe right here, how does it affect the other realm? Um, it's probably neg- negligible at best. Really? It's like the Fey world? N- not unless you want to think of a, like some sort of chaos theory, in which case, because you stub your toe... I yeah, like the sound this, of it. Let's think of it. Yeah, see, it, it led to different actions, which in turn caused another action, and down the line, and and next thing you know, uh, there's a big, uh, big result at the end of it. But that's that's fairly far fetched. I heard something about a butterfly with that once. <laughs> yes, yeah, butterfly effect. It's it's a very uh, uh, very simple way to try to ex- explain to someone chaos theory yes. that a butterfly flaps its wings say in Wisconsin, and then you get a rainstorm in Japan. Ashton Kutcher, Louis Elastic from Remember the Titans. Yes. Right on. Perfect. So each week, um, I always forget to ask you how many questions you got before we get started on this thing. How many more questions you got? Uh, That'd be a nothing. Uh, Perfect, because that's what I got. So let's let's move on to our lightning round, where we fire a bunch of questions at you real quick like, and then you answer them back even quicker. Like. Well, hey, before we do that, uh, I got a sponsor. It might take a second. Okay. Well, I kind of these... popped up there, but go uh, ahead. All right. So uh, this old lady, Sue, lives down the road from me. She kind of hates my guts. And we, okay. Anyhow, 
I don't like her much either, but she's willing to give me some sweet cash if I'm willing to do these little tongue twister deals on the podcast. She likes to listen to me, likes to make fun, whatever. So the deal is, if I say it correctly and quickly, uh, I get extra cash. So I'm going to try. Okay. All right. I'm starting a timer now. All right. So first one, pad kid poured curd pulled. Dang it. <laughs> all right. Let's try again. Pad kid poured curd pulled cod. That one's good. That was that was all right. Okay. That that's on you, Sue. Okay. Um, <laughs> next one. Sick sick hicks nick sick slick bricks with picks and sticks. Was that good? Is that right? I think I killed it. Sue. Hi. Okay. Big cash. Okay. Um. Last one. How can a clamp? Mm. All right. How, I'm, that I'm one gonna, didn't take long at all for you to mess up. I'm going to get this. You hold on. How can a clam cram and a clean cram can? Dang it. No, it's not a cram can. It's a cream can at the end. That's what I'm screwing. Oh, okay. Okay. How can a clam cram? Mm. How can a clam cram and a clean cream can? Ha! I got you. All right. That's it. Let's go. Lightning round. All right. Lightning round. Killed it. You thought that was fast. Wait till you see this lightning round. So I didn't feel fast. It took me a little while. So Randy, what would you describe as your prime? Uh, say what? <laughs> so Amazon Prime, that's their prime. What would you describe as your own personal prime? My wife. Oh, that was a good answer. Um, if I wanted to buy, because I've heard Amazon's got darn near everything I could want. If I wanted to buy a used diaper that happened to be filled with my own grandkids' poo, could I buy it on Amazon? Ooh, uh, that'd be, that's, there, there are a lot of factors therein. One sentence. Yeah, that, it, it's possible, but uh, it's very unlikely. Good. <laughs> All right, so, um, so well, what's the last thing you bought on Amazon? Ooh, let's see. Last thing I bought, um, ooh, try, trying to recall. Actually, it was a, um, uh, here's what it was. It was a, uh, it was a 110 volt, uh, five to six RPM, uh, synchronous motor I used, uh, to, to make a, uh, um, a little, a tumbling. Actually, it's a little rotating, a rotisserie for, uh, for tumblers. My wife is trying to do this whole thing uh, with epoxy resin and covering uh, coffee cups with designs and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I went looking online and I needed this little motor and lo and behold, they had just a whole wide selection. So I ordered this thing. It was only like six or seven bucks. Had it in two days. Mm. So Tuck, I reckon he's got different hobbies than we got. Right, and I understood some of the words he said. That was a very romantic Valentine gift though, I think. Well, his wife is his prime. All right, so should I install cameras or nearly invisible electric fences on my property to keep out these little guys to delivering these Amazon presents? Hmm. Um, gee whiz. Wow, I, I don't know. I might go with uh, razor wire. Nice. So keep in mind that you do have to answer all these questions, and they have to all be honest. Uh, what is your Amazon username and password? <laughs> I've been advised uh, by Amazon at any point in time never to give this out to to anyone. Did they say specifically even a podcast? Uh, yes, uh, podcast <laughs> included. What is the most useless thing I can buy? Ooh, that's uh, well, that's very subjective, now, isn't it? You know, one person's use is another person's uselessness. For me, though, for you. Most useless. Wow, well, I don't One know. One sentence. He's ruining this whole quiz. I, I don't know. First, I don't. I don't think I know you well enough to. We'd have to hang out for a little bit before I could answer that. One. Right. So I'm definitely changing this next week to the molasses round because every week it takes a little bit longer. It than takes a little bit longer to lighten it. Yeah. Than yeah. So, Usually it's your fault though. <laughs> so why are cookies so good in real life but so bad on the internet? <clears throat> cookies are okay on the internet. Uh, cookies are just a, a sort of a, a tracking device. So, uh, you know, websites can see what you've been looking at. Sometimes it works to your advantage, but it also means that they have access to what you've been looking at. What things can I not purchase on Amazon? Wow. I would almost want to say that um, 
uh, human trafficking, but I'm probably sure that there are other areas of the internet, which you may have heard before termed um, dark web. I reckon or, we're going to have an episode on that. Or dark net, that there very well is a way of actually ordering people. That's It sounds incredible. It sounds very villainous and, and heinous and all the like, but I got this feeling that if you knew where to go, you could probably actually do that. He don't sound guilty to me. Go ahead, Tug. Yeah, the Dark Web episode's going to be a real, real good episode for this comedy podcast. But uh, So who, whose voice do you prefer, Siri or Alexa? <clears throat> well, since uh, I use Amazon Prime, I'm going to have to go with Alexa. I, prefer, I wish they would allow me to, uh, to you to select a voice, um, but they don't do that. You can't even change her name. Can you imagine that? Everyone everywhere has to say Alexa. It's really, it's really irritating. It almost sounds like she deserves her own podcast. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so I've got this brother-in-law that I'd really kind of love to never see again. Do you think Amazon could help me with that? Um, wow, and what terms do you mean exactly? Like, I just don't want to lay eyes on him again. Well, let's see. I don't know how Amazon could help with that. I mean, they could. you could probably buy things on Amazon, which could help you... Reach your goal. Build a wall between us. Yeah, and you know they would offer the tools and the and the hardware, but you still have to do the work and all that. So they they don't offer anything yet where they'll come and build the wall for you. That's too bad. So you may have tipped your hand on this one a little bit, but who do you plan to vote for in the 2036 Grand Emperor Sham of an election of an election? Siri or Alexa? Ooh, boy, that boy. I'm sure. Okay, I'm gonna say Alexa. Okay. All right, so we've learned a lot about trolls and how bad they are. Are there trolls on Amazon? Uh, actually, you know what? There, there are. Um, they would be in the, in the review section uh, of Amazon. When you buy a product, uh, Amazon invites you to, uh, to come back on and just talk about your experience or give a review of the item. You get some people on there that actually do some trolling in the review section. And in the DVD section trolls okay who will be the most merciful to human scum in the upcoming ai revolution for dominance siri or alexa so who would be most merciful merciful uh, probably alexa oh we see where you're leaning in this so <laughs> i i think we've already kind of touched on this but do they offer shopping sprees in their warehouses no they do not what's the craziest thing you think you'll be able to buy from amazon in 10 years Ooh, craziest. Wow. Um, that's a good question. Um, there's just, uh, at this point, there's almost no limit to what you, you can buy. So, I mean, you know, legally. So the craziest thing might be nothing. Oh, dear. Oh. So I've seen these Amazon semis driving down the road. Now, if one of those hit a bump and just happened to pop open, and I just happened to be standing there looking inside... Would it be more like digging up a buried treasure or getting my leg caught in a bear trap? Wow, I'd say uh, depending on what's in the back of the truck, boy, that could be some serious buried treasure there. So if you were able to overthrow Jeff Bozos and become the grand poobah <laughs> of Amazon, what would you change about it? <laughs> what would it change about it? Um... Well, at this point in time, I I really I don't know what I would change about it. They seem to be on track. Um, uh, they're they're diversifying into other areas uh, beyond retail. So, yeah, they're they're they are a force to contend with. That's for sure. What secrets are you aware of that can help me get cheaper deals? Cheaper deals. Well, um, as before, Amazon's not the only retailer out there. Um, you can use, say, a web browser, browser such as a Chrome or Firefox, and they offer a, a... Usually there's some sort of shopping tab, so you just type in what it is you're looking for, and it'll give you um, a list of the item you're looking for, but from different websites. So, I mean, that's probably the best tip I could give you for trying to find the best price. So after hearing your answers for the last, oh, I don't know, four or five questions I've asked, it, it's pretty clear you're part of the inner circle of Amazon. So do you expect to be fired after they listen to this episode or heavily, heavily promoted? Um, more likely to be, well, they'll just probably give me a pat on the back and say, like, 
you know, nice job, Randy. Um, so I just so happen to have a heck of a lot of goat milk. Uh, is there a possible possibility I could sell it on there? Um, that's a good question. I don't know about um, uh, products of that perishable products of that nature. It'd have to go through some sort of um, grocery thing. Um, n not unless you had some way of vacuum sealing it, in which case I do not. <laughs> if you could, I'm sure you probably could. Um, you can, as a a small retailer yourself, if you're trying to sell, you can use Amazon as a front to sell your products. So they don't make the milk, you do, but you can use Amazon to promote and get your product out there to people and actually sell it that way. Use it as a front. Sounds a little dubious. Yeah, I was going to say Thurston loves using businesses as fronts. I don't really make the milk myself. The goats do the hard labor, but I'll take credit. <laughs> All right, so that does it for our molasses round or lightning round or whatever you want to call whatever. it. So <laughs> it's just a round. How about that? So 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 we're gonna we're getting ready to take us a break and uh, we'll be right back where we'll be playing this fun game called Shopping Cart. Uh, read a five star review of this here podcast and answer listener questions. So why don't you go ahead and play us to the break, Thurston? <laughs> So, and we're back. And uh, what a great sponsor that was. Just really top-notch stuff, am I right? Real, real good. So, anyway, next up, we're going to be uh, playing a game called Shopping Cart. It's basically Prices Right, where you guys are uh, going to guess how much something costs on Amazon. But what's different is that I'm not... Uh, Bob Barker, and you can also go over in this game, so you can guess over the price. Isn't it Drew Carey now? Yeah, yeah, it is Drew Carey. Has been for like eight years. I didn't say I'm not Drew Carey. <laughs> so it's just whoever <laughs> is uh, closest will we'll get a point. So you savvy? Yes. I'm not, but I'm ready. All right, so we'll start with one person and go to the other person. Is right. he going first? You never tell me beforehand. <laughs> I always have to ask. Do you want to go first, Thurston? Uh, Yeah. Okay, Randy's going first. So, Dang it. <laughs> so, um, a Dash Rapid egg cooker. How much do you think that costs? Dash Rapid egg cooker. I'm um, almost say uh, $24.99. Wait, do I go on the same product? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we have to compare them. <laughs> $9.99. I'm going to have to do a lot of math, I just realized. Uh <laughs> But Randy is closer in this instance. It's nineteen ninety nine for a Dash Rapid egg cooker. I just forgot a one. I missed by <laughs> one. That's not too bad. That's a lot closer. That is not how math works, okay. Stephen. Um, so Thurston. Thurston. Uh, next up, you've got uh, a chill sack. <laughs> oh my word! Uh, is it? I go first now. Oh yeah. Um, well, if I'm going to buy a chill sack, I mean it. So I think I'm going to pay like $35. <laughs> Sorry. Chill sack. Chill sack, $7.99. Uh, Thurston got it. It's uh, $366.29. Good gosh. Chill sack? What in earth is that? It's what a, are we it's chilling? A, it's a big, big, uh, like a beanbag chair. That you can like. Oh, chill. Okay, you're chilling. Yeah. It's not like a big chair-sized refrigerator. Yeah, I was thinking some sort of sack to, to... Well, that's why I, I, just, I thought you were chilling, you know. Okay, so that, that was that maybe purposely deceptive. Chill set. It's like a papa son chair. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, 300 so, <laughs> for a beanbag chair? Oh, yeah. Well, this is just a chill. Tell me, stay off Amazon. It's a chill sack. So we're tied one-to-one -one right All now. Right. So next up, we got us a tufted fainting sofa. So if you got to faint, you go near this thing and then you Ooh. go. Tufted uh, fainting sofa, uh, uh, $899. $400. Mm. Randy got this one. It's uh, $723. So I reckon he bought one a year ago. <laughs> Be fainting all the time. They went on sale. Um, so next up, I've got Arsenic and Old Lace on DVD. 
I'm going to pay an easy $29.95. <laughs> Ooh, on, on DVD? Uh, $6.99. Mm, both good guesses. Uh, Thurston got it right, though. It's $44.99 if you, <coughs> if you want to buy Arsenic and Old Lace on DVD. It's a real old movie. Um, Told you it's a good one. So we're we're back to 2-2. Two, two. That's why there's a bed and breakfast in. <laughs> I was looking for... I would find a, a used one. <laughs> you can find a cheaper used one. So, um... Next up, Randy, we got a 48 count of a moon pie variety box. Holy yes. You got your strawberries, you got your vanillas, you got your chocolates. 48, 48, 48 pack, count. 48 pack of moon pies. Holy. 15.99. 25. Thurston got this one too. Killing it. 30.55 if you wow. want 48 of them yes. sweet, 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 delicious moon pie. <laughs> So that one of nature's best. <laughs> so next up, we got a seven-inch whimsical flying pig statue. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds pretty important to anybody who's going by. I'm just say ninety-nine, ninety-five. <laughs> they had to denote it's a whimsical <laughs> flying pig statue. Oh. Yeah, it's seven inches. It's a pig statue. It's flying. All right, how much? And it's this? whimsical. I see a ninety nine ninety five. I'm willing to pay up for this. It's like buying a real life magic whimsical, wand. Flying whimsical pig statue. Oh man, I don't know where to go with one hundred fifty. She was. I don't know. Thurston gets this one again. Seventeen dollars. Seventeen. I don't know. Seven inches and very big. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so Thurston's up four to two. Falling behind, Randy. All right, so you're starting off first. Me? No, Randy. Oh. (laughs) So. Hey, that last question was brought to you by Order Beehive Moccasins. This guy really needs your business. He's in debt. Old gambling debt. Bees are, well, pretty much all he's got left. Big old pile of bees. So he's turning his hives into shoes, clothes, jewelry. Buy some beehive moccasins. Look him up in the phone book. He's in there. All right, let's go. All right, so Columbo, the complete series on DVD. Ooh, complete series 50. Dang, I was going to say 50. Um, 40. (laughs) It was 68.52. Randy's catching up on you. Four to three. When I'm sitting here thinking 49.95 and he says 50, what am I supposed to do? So Nick, he's a bald guy, right? He's the guy that was in the Princess Bride telling that whole story. Yeah, he's the guy who talks like this. <laughs> that's him. Right. Uh, that's the guy. Right here. <laughs> so uh, next up, we got a fruit brute cereal box magnet. Six dollars. Fruit cereal box. Fruit brute cereal box magnet. Three ninety nine. Mm. What'd you say, Thurston? Six. You got it. Seven forty nine. Yeah. So <coughs> almost as much as the whimsical. So Randy, flying you, pig, flying statue. pig statue. Randy, you've got to get these next two questions <laughs> to tie it up. Okay. You're up against you, it. You can't I win. Am, I'm good at this. <laughs> so next up, we got a mug that says, "I am two goats past normal." <laughs> <laughs> Mug, 16. <laughs> I'm going to say 216. I'd pay up for a goat mug. <laughs> so, Thurston, you were way off. It's thirteen ninety nine. <laughs> oh, wow. So, it looks like Randy will have a chance to do a tie. I did not come up with a tiebreaker. So, you guys are just going to both have to accept the win if that's how it plays right. out. So, next up is The Internet for Dummies. A book that could probably save us a bunch of time by reading instead of doing this podcast. I'm yeah. going to say $18. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to say 21 Thurston, you about hit this one right out of the park. I'm good at dummy books. Se- 1778 Ooh, nice. It's almost like you bought that book, <laughs> read it behind my back. 
so you could sound smarter than all these podcasts. Well, there's one reason I do have Wi-Fi at my house now <laughs> and know how to say it right. <laughs> all right, I'm just going to blow by that. I don't have anything to say in addition to that, but um, I do got some news. We did it again. We have another five-star review for this here podcast. Is that right? We're on fire. So it's it's titled Quite Funny by John Hood G. Now, I'm just going to bring up a suggestion. Should we talk about these at the beginning of the show? Because odds are anyone listening ain't made it this far to even hear us talk about them. Well, that's something we could talk about out <laughs> off the air. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> we do seem to have a lot of stuff going on up top, but we can... We can figure this out. Okay, so but, uh, it was by who? Who said it? Who am I berating? John Hood G. John Hood G. Let, so me, I, let me read it first. Oh, so yeah. I, I can't say that I learned much about the internet listening to these guys, but I have been unable to turn off this golden comedy. I enjoy the insights and perspectives of two guys who aren't as savvy as myself. Keep it rolling. All right, so I'm making fun of this feller, John. Hood G. Yeah, all lowercase. He, all, don't, he don't know so, no capitals. So he ain't yelling. We learned that. He ain't yelling. And he right. also probably don't have a lot of self-esteem because he's all lowercase. Yeah, right? he whispered. He whispered, he whispered that. And I think he's probably also stuck under a hood of a car somewhere and he's kind of asking for help. Like, that's the way I'd read it. John Hood G is asking for help stuck under the hood. John is his name and he needs your help. So what I'm going to tell you... You might be thinking you can push up on that, but the latch has got you hooked. So I'm going to say you got to try to go underneath. Matters how big you are. If you can, little little fella, you can probably squeeze out through the bottom. He is all lowercase. So he might be a little guy. All right. So if that's the case, then you crawl out underneath and you just, you know, find safety that way. If you're a bigger fella, you can't get in it. I'm going to ask you how you stuck under the hood. But regardless of that, I'd be screaming and hollering. I probably would not be, uh, you know, Sending reviews on podcasts and asking for help that way. But I'd be screaming and hollering, hope it works out for you, hope you ain't dead yet. So that's a real good explanation, or, or no, sorry, B rating of his name. He's you awesome. really got him. I got him hard. Uh, where'd the G come in on that one? I didn't quite catch that. I reckon that's the start of his last name. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I don't know. John so G. So it's like John, nickname Hood, I'm under a hood. Right. And then just the last It ain't the initial. nickname. That's his way of saying, I'm under the hood. He's not. <laughs> he's not leading off with it. His name's not Hood. He didn't. John use, G. He's also not yelling it, which is a little confusing. I would have ex- exclamationed it. Right. Well, um, we, we do appreciate that review. Get out, get out from under the hood. And this was actually going to be our last podcast, but thanks to John Hood G, you know, we may just keep it rolling. One more episode, see how that goes. Right. Thanks for that. Keep it rolling comment. Uh, what words of inspiration? Keep it rolling. All right, Thurston. Uh, so <clears throat> today's question from the email bag question comes to us from Gordon Finch in Concord, New Hampshire. So Gordon writes, I'm a relatively young person who has always had the internet in my life. Uh, I'm not sure how old people made it through without the internet. So how did they? Thanks. Uh, I have a quick and simple answer, then I'll pass it on to uh, Randy. But my answer is horse and buggy. <clears throat> Uh, I would agree with that. Horse and buggy. Hard work. That's what people used to do. They used to, they used to do work. They had to work. Not so much these days. I thought we were going to sweep this one and all say horse and buggy. But we got, I guess, two and a half. He did agree. Randy did agree it was horse and buggy. That's my final answer. We developed fire. We learned about the wheel. And then the rest of it just came from there. Right. So uh, we we started slicing bread. Sorry, I forgot that. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Good one. So yeah, that's uh, that's the answer. So, <laughs> and uh, that's our show. Um, so you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, we are the Sweet Tea Boys, where you can slide into our DMs if you want and ask us an email bag question. <laughs> and also, if you rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, we will shout you out at the end of the show. Or at the beginning, if Thurston and I have a good discussion off the podcast. Uh, but we're going to berate and humiliate your Apple username. I'm going to get you good. So if you want your Apple username read on a not widely listened to podcast, this is your chance. So, uh, Randy, uh, here's your time to tell us about all the fun, exciting stuff you got going on the Internet. If you want the people to follow you or whatever they do on the Internet. Uh, is there anything you want to quote-unquote plug 
uh, like we call it here in the business? No, actually, I, I don't have anything. All right, on the internet. So that that was a short one. That should have been part of the lightning round right there. So you don't want to give us your Amazon username and password. Uh, this is your chance. And at this point in time, uh, no. All right. So uh, as always, our guest does uh, does get our parting word. So what you got? Parting word. Uh, 